Hey, Podcast Nation, this is Amber Yacklin, and I'm here with... Chris Dayton. And you're listening to the Dates in Yaks Real Estate Show. We are super pumped to be coming to you this week um, with a really cool little show about customer service. Ah, the dreaded customer service talk. (laughs) So customer service, obviously, I feel like can make or break, I mean, any company, right? Like... Oh, yeah. Or situation or experience. I mean, literally it takes one bad experience to ruin all the good experiences, does it not? Uh, it totally does. You know who takes it down the chin the most? Tell me. <laughs> Airline companies. Oh, my gosh, for Did sure. Did you see that one about Delta? No. Some, some dude had to sit and dog shit for his flight from what? Atlanta to Miami because a dog pooped on the seat and they're like, well, you can you can get off and we can try to figure something else out later or you can we'll put some blankets down and you can sit on this and for your flight. You know what they gave them for that? What? 50,000 airline miles. Is that a lot? Not really. <laughs> I think it's like one free trip. Yeah, that sounds really dumb. I'd be like, no, I'm not sitting in poop but and you're you... getting me first class on the next flight out of here. Yeah, you want to sit in some crap? You want some crap? Here's some good customer service I mean, for you. That's literally shitty service. That is like the <laughs> definition of shitty service, which is funny because I love Delta. Yeah. I love Delta. And yeah. it's just surprising to see that they. But those that. are the stories that come out. Like, there's no news story that's like a breaking news man loved his flight to Atlanta on Delta. <laughs> like, right? Like, we don't talk about that stuff. Like, most reviews that people want to write is because they're fired up or they're mad or they're negative. Um, but funny story. So, when I was walking in today, so we're currently at the library. We doing our podcast live from West Bloomfield. Yep. So when I walked in, I have to have a diet coke because if people who don't know this about me, I'm obsessed with diet coke. I have a problem. It's really bad. My husband talks about it all the time. I'm in recovery and it's not working. So I love diet coke. Like I have to have a diet coke. I don't drink coffee. Whatever. So I walk in and the vending machine, like someone's in front of me and it's not taking the quarters. Like the quarters are just like coming out of the bottom. And I'm like, the last time I was here, the vending machine wasn't working. And I'm about to get like all upset because I'm very thirsty and I don't have a diet coke. And I don't have time to go get a diet coke. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, we're going to do this podcast and I'm just so thirsty. And out of nowhere, the vendor guy like comes around the corner, opens it up and he's like, what do you want? And starts handing out the beverages. And I'm just here to say that not all superheroes wear capes, Chris. Oh, please. <laughs> just stop. The that man now guy. has my heart. <laughs> Coke guy give you a Diet Coke. Here you go. Thank you. That's all. I'm very... Did he collect or did he just hook you well, up? Well, I was... I think he was going to try to hook me up and I was like, it's $1.50, right? And he was like, yeah. You could tell like he was probably just going to hook it up because he's the vendor guy and like... I know how that stuff works, but I also felt like it was the right thing to do to just be like, I'm paying for my Diet Coke today. Like, I had the quarters already, like, take my buck 50, but thanks. In sales, you know, we're in sales. Customer service matters. Right, like, if he would, if I would have been like, you know, if he he could have just been like, yeah, take it. And I think he did to the lady in front. Like, she was like, it wouldn't take my quarter, but it took my dollar. And he's like, just don't worry about it. But I just kind of felt like I, I should pay for it. But that was my own thing. Like, it, right. he probably would have been like, just go, don't worry about it. So it's so funny because when we talk about customer service, it's literally, we're talking about like a flow chart of choices. Like, <laughs> should you do this? Should you not do this? This is true. This is what is being presented to you. You, you have these choices. What are you going to do? And people choose wrong. All the time. This is true. It's like they've never had any training on customer service whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't even understand how they get up and tie their shoes in the morning and then put themselves in a position where they have to answer the public. And 
I get it. The public. You've worked with the public. You were oh, wait. I mean, people are ridiculous. Yeah, They're I was a server for a long time. Bartender was even worse. They're stupid. Well, and here's the thing too, which is a problem, Chris. These people who are on the front lines of customer service, they often a don't have the proper training. B, more importantly, they don't have the skill set. And some of that skill set is innate. I know that we can train people up, right. but if you don't even have the foundation for giving a crap about the person in front of you, like some people literally don't care. <laughs> Every time you say you crap, I'm going to think of Delta. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we are not going to get free airline miles out of this. Um, Probably not. It just, it's just like they don't care. Like there's just some people who just genuinely do not care. They're not getting paid enough money. They are fine being mediocre. They're still going to have their job tomorrow. Cause that was my favorite when I was in customer service. They'd be like, I want to talk to the manager. And I'm like, talk to whoever you want. They can't find anybody else to do this shit job waiting on you. And I'm still going to be here tomorrow, bro. <laughs> bro. Here's your pizza. Bye. You know, but I didn't talk to people that way. Cause I'm a little bit more high cut than that. But anyways, so Chris, you had a recent experience at Bell Tire. Bell Tire. Bell Tire. You know, it's one of those things. Like, winter is coming, right? Winter is winter coming. Winter is coming. Oh, my. Here we go. Man, seriously, I had to get that in there. I love it. But I've got this inter- interesting situation with my cars right now. Uh, I've got a current car, Lincoln MKZ. I hate it. Yep, I like it. You love it. I know. Mm-hmm. We've been on this road. Well, the, the tires on it were, like, balding. Yep. And it's a lease car, which is annoying enough as it is. Like, how are the tires going bad on a lease car? It's not even my car. This is Lincoln's car that I'm paying to borrow. And Well, tires still go bad even if you're borrowing the car from somebody else. Well, yeah, but not during the term of the lease. It's only a three-year lease. They can't even put tires That's on true. it. I'm surprised that they were years. totally bald, but yeah. It's ridiculous. So my choices are now like, okay, I call them up. I'm like, I'm going to go buy something new. But I don't want to buy a Lincoln. So they're not really willing to let me turn it in. And mm-hmm. if I do turn it in, I still have six more payments on it. So chalk up like three grand. Like, here, I'm going to have to shell out you know, yeah. for that. And then i got to go buy another car. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Just a lot of cash Just a flow. lot of just like, yeah. man, I need to go sell some houses. <laughs> <laughs> and not even about that. It's just the more of the annoyance right, of right. like, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy four cheap tires. Get me through the winter here in Michigan, which, by the way, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Did you know that? Yeah, and tomorrow's my daughter's um, eighth birthday. Nice. Huge shout out to Mia. 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 <laughs> Happy birthday, boo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I get these four tires, right? I go into Bell Tire. I go, in, I go in on a Wednesday. And I go up to the counter, and I say to the guy, I'm like, hey, look, uh, I'm going to be a terrible client. And I already know that, you know, I'm not the guy that you want because here's the situation. I've got this lease car. I hate the car. I want the cheapest, absolute out the door, cheapest price for four tires, brand new, that will get me through six months possible. That's it. Right? Straightforward. I don't want any upgrades. I don't want to do anything else to the car. I don't want anything. I just want the cheapest tires to get me through this painful experience of leasing an MKZ. And then I'll be done. And then I'll be happy. They're like, no problem. Totally understand. Hey, we don't have these tires. He, he quotes me out. It's going to be like 400 bucks, mm-hmm. Right? Installed. Not bad. Love That's it. Yeah. Perfect. GBAF. Got it. Got it. Hey, we don't have those here. I'm going to have to order those and have them delivered to uh, our store. I'm like, okay, well, when, when, when is that? You know, what works for you? I'm like, what works for you? He's like, well, we can have these here Friday. Can we set an appointment with you, Mr. Dayton, and have you come drop your car off 
which is just a pain in the ass for anybody who knows that. You got to drop your car off and then you got to go do something else or pretend like you're busy. and there's, Or you got to sit in the lobby and read the, the magazines just, from 2013. Right. And you know, you know how I already don't like people, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm like, fine. Friday, I can come in. I can drop it off. And how about 11 o'clock? And then he's like, yeah, we'll need it for a couple hours. And then, you know, you'll get your car and you'll be on your way. Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Friday comes. I make arrangements. I got to call my mom. Like, hey, I'm not insta- hey, I said mom. something like I was talking to my mom. And she's like, well, don't Uber. Just, you know, let me know when you're going to drop it off. You can come see your niece's uh, swim meet. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go do that. Be, be a good uncle. <laughs> so I drop the car off. We go to the swim meet, which, okay, I'm sitting there looking at my watch like, you know, let's go. When is she swimming? Yeah, so it may anyway, take a long time, but we digress. We get through this. A couple hours goes by, I go back, and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we uh, we don't have all the tires. They didn't come in. So we're going to need to have you either come back tomorrow or, um, But know. wait, did they call you? No, they claimed they tried to call me, which, of course, maybe I should just go on a rant about sprints and how that's bad next. That's, that's yeah, next. Yeah, don't even get me so started anyway, on sprint right so now. So long story short, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we tried to call you. Maybe I was in the gym or whatever, didn't have good cell service. Either way, the fact that they tried to call me and after the fact, after I dropped off the car, like, you should have told me right then I didn't have – you don't have the tires or they're not coming in today. Like, right. why did I drop my car off? Why did I make an appointment? Okay, so, so, so let's say they didn't know, right? So whatever. They don't know. Assume, now you're back. And, and so I'm not I'm – not, you know, the kid that's running out of the guy, whatever, he's a younger guy. I'm the kid, you know, but he's working there. I get it. It's not his fault that the tires didn't come. Right. I, I'm sure he, he didn't, like, wake up that morning and be like, hey, today I'm going to totally F over Dayton. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do today. I'm confident that that was not the scenario, that he woke up in the morning and rolled out of bed and was like, today's the day. Today's the day. So I, I'm not mad. Okay. Yet. So, but I go in and I'm like, well, this is a massive inconvenience and I'm sure you guys can appreciate that. And they're like, well, it's not our fault. And I'm like, uh-huh, well, I mean, you did tell me you were going to do it today. You chose that date. You chose the time and then you didn't deliver. So how is this now on me in any way, shape or form other than the fact that as a client, I'm now massively inconvenienced when I was expecting, you know, to have my tires and put on and be, and be on my way. But now I have to inconvenience myself for a second day which is on Saturday now, and I'm like, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. So what are they going to go, drive down the discount tire? No, I'm not going to do that. Just fine. Right. And now I'm annoyed. So that would be fine, like, whatever. So I get a call Saturday morning. Oh, this time you get the, the call comes through. This time through. I actually get the phone got call. Got it. And he goes, hey, we got your tires. Uh, we've, we've got them on the car, but your car's out of alignment. And it's more than we like to see. Uh, would you like us to align it? It's going to be $80. And I'm like, well, how about you just do it right and put the tires on right with the alignment so that the car operates? I mean, that's what I'm paying for, right? And they're like, well, it's $80. Did you want us to do it? I'm like, well, how about the fact that you inconvenienced me for another day? You just do it right. And that's when they're like, we didn't do anything wrong. This is when the choice can be made, people. This is the This, is, it. this is the Presented with moment. That. If I had a big old flip chart here, I would be circling this moment exactly. over and over, over. and over. It's a, this is the critical moment. This, this is, is the, the critical choice. moment. This is where you have to, whatever you're thinking in your head, you very well could be like, well, this is not my mother effing fault or problem or screw this guy. I do not need this today. Whatever is going on. You, this is when you make the other choice, but this gentleman chose to say... He chose his own adventure, and he said, <laughs> well, that's not my fault. Chris, we're giving you a great deal. 
uh, you're getting an amazing deal on these tires anyway. And this was not our fault. And I'm like, okay, uh, why don't you just put the tires on? And he's like, so you don't want the alignment? I'm like, no, it's a lease car. As I explained to you, when I first met you, what the project was here was putting four of the cheapest tires on that will get me through six months. Is that still the case? He's like, well, yeah. I go, everything great. I don't want any upgrades. I don't want anything else. I'll come in and pick up my car. Now, I go in there, right? And I had to, like, I was getting a little bit worked up because I was like, I could be really confrontational. I could make a scene here at the counter, and I could actually take them to town. Right. You know, of all people, you don't want a trained professional negotiator going in there <laughs> when I have all the leverage and making you look foolish. And I could have made him look really foolish. That guy hid in the back. Oh. Had somebody else ring it up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. That's fine. Fair play. And they're like, how was your service today? And I looked at the person, and I was like, I don't think you want to go down that road. Why don't we just pay here and call the day? I go, you guys have made your choices. <laughs> and I just smile. And the funny part is, here's the thing. You don't know who you don't know. Or, you know, the situation. Right, right. And I was, I was thinking about it because, I mean, it's a small world. We really live in a pretty small world. And, and things like this can get back really quickly. Had that guy say, you know what, I totally get it. I am so sorry that these tires didn't come in. What would you like me to do about it? And there's a key pivotal moment. So everybody listening today, when you think that we're going off about stuff that has nothing to do with business or real estate, this is it. This is how you win friends and influence people. Amen. This is it. Napoleon you, ha- Hill. you have to say, what would you like me to do? Ask that person what they would like. You cannot assume right. that you would know what would satisfy them because what would satisfy them may not be what would satisfy you. And it might be something totally within your power to do. Easy. So if he would have said, Chris, let's play devil's advocate. If he would have said, what would you like me to do, Mr. Dayton? What would your answer have been? I'd probably have been like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Honestly, I've been like, yeah, I get it. Because I get it. I've had business. I mean, we've had, the, in real estate, like, you've had a mortgage company, like, oh, hey, we, we didn't get it done. We need to... Right, an and then guess who that lies on? Because you know, and I know how to navigate through that. And, Do you and think I times, call my clients and go, well, "That wasn't my fault"? It's not my fault. It's the mortgage company's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We don't do that. You, you take ownership, and one of the greatest questions, like even when I'm getting into, like, if you're in a, a tense or uh, a situation, one of the best questions you can ask the other party is. What are you hoping the outcome of this conversation is going to be? It's a very straightforward question. You say it with a smile. Just go, help me understand. What, is, what are you hoping the outcome of this conversation is going to be? And let's see if we can get there. Because I want to make you happy. Yeah. He may not have. I could have been like, well, I want all the tires for free. Well, come on. But some people will come back with that. And then you can just, then you have to switch gears again and just say like, if I could do that for you, I 100% I totally would. would. But unfortunately, my options are very limited in what I can do. But what I could do, Mr. Dayton, is let me go talk to my manager. Let me give you a call back. And then I would have tried to work something out like, can we do this half off for him? Can we give him the free alignment? Here's what he's looking at. Here's what he's saying. Right? right? We do this all the time. I call you and I say, Chris, I got a really agitated client or buyer or agent or whatever's right. happening on the other end of this deal. Okay, where nobody else knows what's going on because our job is to make it so smooth and keep it together and make sure everything's happening correctly. And we don't always have like the sharpest tools in the shed working on the other ends of these things. There's so much that is out of my hands in real estate, but yet I have to like keep under wraps. Because we're the center. 
because well, yeah, that's it. So like, mm-hmm. I am, I am the gravity. Come to me. So um, all I can think of now is like liquid hot magma. <laughs> so magma. So in those instances, I will call you and I'll be like, here's what's going on. Can we? Can we just had something very similar like this happen in one of our deals? Right. We've got right. a newer agent on our team. She's freaking rock star. She's got these buyers that she cares about so much. And that is really what can set people apart. You have to care. You have to have some sort of empathy, like innately in you where you care about what happens to people at the other end of whatever the deal is. I don't care if you're from Bell Tire or Delta or Sprint or whatever. Like you have to have some sort of empathy of like, no, I don't want you to sit in dog shit for four hours. Let me see what I can do for you. Yeah. It's the difference between being a traffic cop and pointing, go, go that direction or a guide. Where you actually walk by and take them by right. the hand and take them where they need to go. Right. And we had a situation where the lender on this deal put the buyers in a weird position to have to choose between two different companies for something and kind of like was making them a little bit uncomfortable and then did it behind the, the agent's back. And so the agent kind of felt like, what's going on over here? And she was confused. And I mean, we got it handled for her. But the most important step in all of that, and the first thing I told her to do and advised her to do, and this is the key, this is the key moment, is call your client right away right. and let them know you have it handled. Communicate. I am so sorry that you were put in the middle of this. This is all taken care of. I will handle this. And if they're like, well, do I need to call or I'm worried about this? Be like, no, no, my my fault for letting this get to where it got to. Mm-hmm. And you take that ownership, you eat it because it wasn't your fault. But you're not going to be like, oh, well, that lender is a jerk and it's all his fault, but I'm going to fix it for you. No, no, that is not how we handle customer service. We keep everybody that is working together in this loop at high class. I want to make everybody look good in this transaction. Yeah, the minute you start pointing and blaming others for things, is the, you lose all control because you have to ask their permission to fix it. As opposed to when you just take ownership of the situation and you say, it's my bad, I'm on it, I'm going to handle this, then you're allowed to fix it. Or even apologizing, like, I'm so sorry that this is happening and I know this is a bump in the road in this right. transaction that you didn't really need to deal with, so I'm going to make sure that I smooth this out for you. Right. Is there anything else I can do for you right now? And ironically, it ended up working out in the client's favor. That oh my gosh, yeah. The, the, we saved the client's money. We made them happy. My agent is over the moon that this is like moving forward so smoothly because that's what we do. We help people move along swimmingly in their real estate. Listen, it only helps me if the real estate industry starts looking better. Does that make sense? Right. We are down there with like lawyers and like Pond scum. And Wait a minute, used car salesman? Used car salesman. Like, yeah, I've got a great deal for you. I've got a great deal for you. You want this car now. Why do we always do this accent? When we're like, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger is selling cars. <laughs> Why don't you get in the car? Stop it. Give me the money and get in the car and go. Get to the chopper. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, Chris, like we, we act, this is a very competitive industry, right? Like I always say this, like I could spit and hit a realtor, like literally right now across the table. I won't spit at you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's a highly competitive area and industry, but at the same time, if everybody starts to do a better job, if everybody starts to give the high class customer service that technology and training and all these things that we have now at our disposal allow us to do, and we really guide people through this process and show our worth, then the whole industry rises. It's the boat on the wave. The wave ri- like raises the whole boat. 
Yep. So now if I have to make your dummy ass look good, that is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm going to sit across the closing table and I'm going to know for myself that I put this together and I'm going to give myself a nice big pat on the back. Go Way to go, Amber. Get your brownie. Get your brownie points. But yes, yeah, so customer service wise, always ask what can I do to make this better or what are you hoping that I could do to make this yeah, better. It, it literally might be something so easy. It, it might be something you actually can just do. Yeah, and then they're fired up happy. They're so excited. And if it's not, at least you already have those expectations and you can let them know why you can't do that, but here's what you can do versus just assuming that what would make you happy would make them happy. We, we can't, it's the platinum rule that we talked about, right? Like what's the golden rule? Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. The platinum rule is treat others how they would want to be treated. Right. Treat others how they want, what they want to be treated as. And how do we know that if we don't ask? We don't. You know, but how many people are just so lazy? They just don't care. The problem is they live in their own little world. And this, and this industry, you know, holds some big egos where we start to feel very powerful and, you know, we know better and we do this many deals and we're always talking about our numbers. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I would argue that clients, people selling and buying their homes don't care about half of the stuff that we talk to each other about. I've been doing this business for 27 years. Yeah, I've been doing this for 53 years. Cool, but you still don't know how to do a deal, apparently, because I'm still holding this together. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, wow. Welcome to 2018, bro. Anyway, All right, guys. Well, well, we should wrap this up. <laughs> it's been super fun. If you guys have any really funny customer service stories, we'd love to hear them. Um, you you don't want to get me fired up about cell phone companies. I That's one of my biggest ones that I always seem to have trouble with. My husband doesn't. We have the same plan. Not sure why. At least you didn't get dragged off a plane on United Airlines. Remember that, dude? Oh, see? Always back to the <laughs> airplanes. Always, always the flight. Take it on like, the chin. You're experiencing the miracle of flight on an airplane. Why don't you just like... Get, calm down on the rest of your expectations. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Sometimes you might have to go through a shitty flight to get to where you're going. I mean, what's the... Uh, ba <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's outrageous. All right, guys. Leave some comments below. Definitely let us know some of the great customer service stories that you have or nightmares. We love it. It's fun. Oh, and hey, real quick. We are going to be on the radio uh, Saturday, November 10th. The real radio? The real radio. What? The actual... FM radio. Oh, my God. Um, if you are local here in Michigan, we are going to be on 97.1, the ticket on the uh, Hardcore Mortgage show, uh, show with uh, Harvey Freed and Becky Alley. We are super, super fired up about that. Um, huge shout out to the people at Capital Mortgage Funding. Um, and you guys can take a listen and, and find out what the election means for the current housing market. Right. Yeah. Thank God we're through that. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> we'll maybe touch the politics. But yeah, tune in. It'll be fun. We can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Bye, oh, guys. Bye.